This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All righty. Welcome to Inside the Locker Room. Um, as you all know, Wolf is off today. And uh, Wesley and I will be will be leading the locker room ship in this. How are we doing today, Wes? We're doing, Max. You know, it's another one of those. I I had a contemplation of you know, do I do I play the you know the the progressive the the hump day clip that we normally love on Wednesdays? But I don't know. Once once again, kind of like you know, last week we were discussing for different reasons. It didn't feel right coming off of a. Uh, that beat down in Houston. I, I, I decided to keep it yeah. in the hopper again this week because we are still, uh, you know, heavy-hearted and thinking about our guy Wolf today. Yeah, no, I mean, it is, um, yeah, it's a tough situation. And, you know, our prayers and our thoughts are with the entire Wolfly clan. And, you know, as they, uh, as they start to gather and uh, get ready for services um, for, ha, huh, it's, it's even tough to even talk about. Right it is. Now, you know? It yeah. is, Max. Yeah. It's, it's been real rough, you know, because, like, we all we all love the Wolfley family so much. And, you know, I, I said this to some of my WVU people that, you know, I've kind of got it on both sides here, too, obviously, with, with Dale and how much he meant to, to Mountaineer fans and, and Mountaineer Nation. Um, if you knew one Wolfley, you know all the Wolfleys, right? I mean, they're, they're, yes. they're just such a big clan. They're all so similar. They're also just full of life and love and energy. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're hurting for all of them. Absolutely. It's, um, it's, it's, yeah. it's just really tough. It is to, you know, to, to lose your youngest brother um, only in his 50s. I mean, it's just it's devastating. Yeah. It is. Yeah, and, and, you know, and for me, like, especially today, like, this is one that, makes it tough because you know i have this show today with craig but then later today i do a show with right. ron normally that's right so, that's right you know so and, and being so close to both of them for 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 years upon years um you know how much family means and you know how much that their cut their their closeness is hoopy palooza <laughs> was something that they do every summer before the season starts where they all get together because they know that this time of year, all three of them are usually busy. Yep. Like tremendously busy because they are a football family and a football analyst family on top of that. You know, <laughs> no doubt. I mean, I mean, where else do you see literally all three brothers working within the sport of football it's crazy. as a cut as a color analyst? Like it's something that's just, um, you know, a very, very uh, special thing. Um, and they're also that, also that ingrained have. also ingrained with their teams and their communities as well too. I mean, right? Craig is synonymous yeah. with the Steelers. Ronnie synonymous with the Cardinals. Dale with the Mountaineers. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're 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 beloved they're beloved guys in in their communities. Yeah. No. I mean, they are they are fixtures um, within That's their the word respective I was looking cities. For, yeah. 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 They are. I mean, you just you you can't think of it without thinking of their affiliation. So. You know, as as we progress to the show, we'll we'll get to different things. Don't worry, <laughs> Steeler Nation. But you know, the absence and and what they mean uh, to all of us. You know, it's just something that that comes out in, in, in these moments. And you know, you just take 
a moment to 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 just kind of deal with it because I mean you know a we kind of suppressed it for a lot and then of course things come out on social media sure sure um but you know I think the other healthy thing about this Wes is that being able to talk in an open forum being able to discuss and not suppress and keep inside those emotions is key and that's what we're learning in our society you know you know, for mental health, for, you know, loss and grief, um, you have to be able to express. And so this is kind of that contemplation, even though we're doing it away from Wolf, we're still doing it with Wolf. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. And so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's trying to find those right words. Um, I'm glad you said that too, Max, you know, I, Listen, I, it's funny. I, it's one of those things. I, I think my generation has done a lot of putzly things for our, for our culture and for our world, right? Um, but one thing that I think my generation has always done well is, and I don't know, maybe I'm just looking with blinders, but I feel like we were really the first to kind of embrace the mental health in the, you know, not, de- you know, not burying your feelings down deep and holding everything inside, right? That, um, from yeah. time to time, we all hurt in different ways, and it's okay to be public about that. In fact, it helps when we're all public about that. Um, and you know, so I think just just having these conversations, being open and honest, I think is always healthy. Um, you know, for us, for everybody involved, and that uh, is one good thing I think that we do now that that we don't always, you know, that we didn't always do before. In the past, we just kind of would would bury some of these feelings and these emotions and um, just try and ignore them. Whereas to now, you know, we acknowledge it, we're upfront about it. And I do think that that's, that's the way to go about these things. No, and I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, for, you know, this generation and the younger generation, it's, it's you know, realizing that, you know, pressure bursts pipes, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, it doesn't always make diamonds in, the, in these type of – and especially when it comes to, you know, that grief, that – processing of negative emotions or sad emotions in, 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 in the moment, it's one that you, you look at it and you say, you know, life is fragile. You know, why a sometimes hold on to things, right. That don't need to be held on to. But at the same time, sometimes when you express, it also helps you feel like you're not alone. Absolutely. And I think that's the other Absolutely. thing when you suppress, it puts you in a silo and you don't have to be in a silo. Because you realize there's other people out there that are going through similar things and you don't have to, you know, and and not for the selfish sense of saying this, you're not special, but in the sense that it's not unique to just you and only you. Sure, sure. So, so, you know, so as, as, as we progress through the show, I'm sure there'll be other moments, (laughs) you know, along the way, but you know, for for this opening and for where we're at right now, this is a moment where we kind of tip the cap. You know, we we give that moment of silence to the Wolfley family, to Dale Wolfley, and um, you know, we we just want everybody to know, and for everybody else out there, our thoughts and prayers are with the Wolfley family. I mean, I think that's that's the that that's the most important thing to get out of the beginning of this show is that it, you know, even when you're not in the locker room and you have to, and you have to be excused away <laughs> for personal reasons, right? You always hear that when guys aren't in practice, you see the practice report, 
Ah, personal day. Personal okay. absence, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not non-football related that's right. absence. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's what Wolfman's going to. Uh, but <clears throat> let, let let let's turn the attentions for the moment. We are in the Wednesday, the middle of it. And I think actually, if I'm not correct, um, Wes, I believe that the Steelers, this will be their last practice. I think they have Thursday and Friday off. Correct. Um, correct. For practice. Yeah. And isn't that, that's kind of, isn't there a mandated now in the CBA? Like you have to have at least four straight days off over the bye week. Yeah, Am four, I remembering that correctly? You are remembering that correctly. Yeah. The new CBA stated four consecutive days. So they will get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, report back Monday, and then it'll be on to the LA Rams. Uh, <laughs> cross, cross coast we go again out, out by you uh, yeah. once more Max. hey come on out man hey this will be fun and like i said you know so far so far is a is a uh, is a wonderful venue um yeah i'm looking forward to because i've heard, i've always heard the trifecta right is SoFi, allegiant stadium and mercedes-benz uh la vegas yeah. atlanta and so i've been to atlanta a couple times now finally checked vegas off the list so I'm uh I'm excited to 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 witness that uh third infinity stone and be able to kind of uh give a judgment of yeah. all three. Yeah, don't worry. I mean, the food's going to be amazing out there. Um and the way that they access snacks and everything, you will be ecstatic <laughs> up there in the booth. Love it. Uh, you, you know, and, and for and for me, I, will, I was going to say, don't worry. I'll, I'll, sa- sta- I'll save you. I'll save floor. you some. I'll save you some food for post game again if you need me to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's the crazy thing about it. Like, I mean, and and this stadium, you'll find out, Wes, has some very unique technical um, things that will that will test your metal. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Because the last time we were in SoFi, this is my first year. Yeah, it was my first year. Uh, with the with, with the Steelers as a sideline reporter, um, I had to do the first quarter from the booth. Oh jeez! Oh no! Yeah, don't, because- Max, don't tell don't tell me already. We're still ten days away from the game. I'm gonna have I'm gonna be anxious about our broadcast. Listen, listen. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy that, and just you know, just pick it up. Just pick it up on Monday. You know that. There are going to be some technical aspects that oh, will be challenging. Isn't it supposed to be better in these new stadiums, right? It's not like we're playing in the Dolphin Stadium where we're down in the corner in, in three-inch thick glass that you can't move, right? Yeah, exactly, shouldn't exactly. It be, shouldn't it be better in this new stadium? You would, you would think so. You would think so. But the problem is, like, when you build these new stadiums, you also, you know, the fiber, because you, you're trying to make it more second-screen friendly. Okay. Right? Sure. And you're trying to create all these interactive aspects of it to to engage people in the stadium. The problem is they don't think about the broadcast signals uh-huh. and us needing clear RF RF uh, access. Oh, so oh no, so yeah. So it's like it's like, uh, do we give it to the visiting team uh, broadcast team or do we give it to light up glow bands that will that will synchronize <laughs> at the intro and also at all dark moments in the game? Right? You know, it's like. Ah, oh, especially in LA, win. that's an easy decision, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and the canopy's like you know all fiber optic and all that kind of oh, stuff. So, so yeah, so no, but but so bring the booster, bring the bring the booster signals for the wireless is what you're telling me. Yes, absolutely, exactly. And if there's a booster for the booster, oh no, you know, d- 
Yeah, to boost the boost. Now, see, I was um, I was looking forward to this nice trip out to L.A., relaxing. We it's all been still gonna be we all wonderful. Been, we all been talking about let's go to the Coliseum for the USC Utah game. Now I'm just gonna be sitting up Saturday night, you know, scratching myself in the hotel room, worried about this broadcast signal. <laughs> just rocking back and forth, you know. <laughs> just, yep, just uh, dark, signals, dark, signals, dark signals. room. Just thinking about frequency issues. Oh no. Oh, Exactly. Three ten point five seven seven point three six oh eight. Okay. Three seven seven point five. Yeah, yeah. yes, you're right. I'll be I'll be in my I'll be in my sleep. I'll be like, Max, can you dial in five six zero point three on your mic? Make sure you have the secondary access. Missy you go switch Missy <laughs> switch to six point six for me point three. Yeah, exactly. Oh jeez. It's like, all right, oh, oh, backup, backup. We need the backup. Where's the back? Do we have batteries? Batteries, yes. <laughs> but, but no. But I mean, but it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be a wonderful trip. I mean, you know, the stadium location. I mean, is very accessible. It's right there by LAX. Nice. Um, you know, and then the NFL Network headquarters is literally mm-hmm. like right across the way. It's like attached almost, and, isn't it? Or same complex or something? Same footprint. I mean, you know, there's. There's there's a street in between them, okay. but I mean, but but as we're walking to our booths, like you see you see the NFL Network building, and for our access purposes, we cannot walk through the NFL Network building to get to the stadium. You have to walk completely around it Jerks. because it is its own silo. Great, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, the funny thing is, since I'm now a part time employee of NFL Network, mm-hmm. I still don't get access. So I've never been inside the building, wow. even though I work for them. So yeah, so that's a little stingy the on their part, isn't it? You know, I mean, but I, if I'm not local, I mean, you know, and I don't have yeah, to go I in the studio, it's like, yeah, why give him access if he does, if he's never going to be here? Yeah, I guess um, that, I guess that makes sense. A quick quick aside for you, funny access story. You know, this is yeah. this is Moats and I's sixth season doing a show together, which is just kind of crazy to yeah. say out loud. Uh, I finally just just this this fall, you know, back in September. Uh, just got him yeah. access to our building here at iHeart. There we go. Okay, you know what? Only yeah, took I don't six feel seasons, bad. Only took six seasons for me to get Moats a security card. Uh, you know what? Uh, pish posh, right? You know, <laughs> hey, potato, potato. I mean, he's more remotes anyways. Why does he need That's to right. physically come in a building? Well, you know? It was, it was I mean, funny, too. Wolf used to let him in every day because, you know, like Wolf would be wa- like the Springsteen song. He'd be walking in while uh, Wolf was walking out. And uh, right. Wolf would just let him in every day. But now he's finally got his own security clearance. There we go. See, two ships passing in the night, you know? <laughs> you know, not, now, now, now it's actually he can now pass himself in the night, you know? That's right. That, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think that is a good sign. Now, granted, I still have to have access, but you know, uh, I, I'm I'm not worried about. It. I, I got three more years before I get an access card. So, based off of, based off of that, that's that, right. Uh, that, that now timeline. you know the tenure. It's a six year tenure before you get your six years before clearance. you get before you get the swipey card. Yeah, that's good to know in the building. What's the best is, is so. when I sent when I sent the email because I had sent one the previous season and kind of you know cc'd some of the powers that be in this building and hey, this is Moats' fifth year with us. He still doesn't have. Can we get him a security card? Yeah, no problem. We'll have it for you guys. You know, never happened. And then this time I send the same email and and I get an email back right away. I thought we gave Moats security a couple years ago. <laughs> like, no, that's what like, we've been, we've like been the, asking no, no, for. We, no, no, that still has not happened. We still kind of need access in there. Um, that's how he gets but, the Remotes nickname. I mean, 
Yeah, well, yeah, and you know what? It, 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 now, now, now we're now, now everybody's seeing how the sausage is made. Okay, it's it's not that's right. Not as easy as you think, everybody. Just just say it. But uh, but no, the, I mean, you know, and and this is the funny thing, you know, when you when you are in a bye week, when you are, you know, going to the rest, relaxation, reset, mm-hmm. um, repurpose, retool phase of the season, you know, this is kind of some of the stuff that you kind of you kind of have to wade through because there's obviously not the same amount of access. We don't have a press conference on, uh, yesterday. Uh, we're not going to get coordinators on Thursday. In fact, they'll all be fishing or doing something or spending time with their families, um, <laughs> you know, during this time. That's of course, right. I don't I don't get any break. There's no rest for broadcasters, though. I wish there was. But yeah, no how bro- about that? I mean, you know, I was I was talking to young Jacob, of course, you know, who does stuff on SNR, used to produce you and, and Wolf as well. Uh, he's with the DVE yeah. morning show now. And he was like, ah, Pursuta, you know, Pursuta's out for the rest of the week. And he's got Monday off, a little bi week vacation for Pursuta. And I was like, must be nice. Yeah, exactly. Pursuta, he had a vacation last week when he didn't have to go to Houston, I thought. But, you know, Max, some of us, we just got to keep our nose to the grindstone, I guess. Hey, comes back to tenure, right? Tenure. Ten, that's right. Tenure. He has, he has been tenure. around for a while, that Pursuta. Yeah. So I, so I have UNC Miami Saturday night. Ooh. It was a big, big ACC matchup. You gonna so I, you gonna I, run I, into the huddle and tell Miami to take a knee if they're up with thirty seconds left and the other team has no timeouts? Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just gonna pirate the frequency of his headset. There you go. Well, that's true. Actually, you got no love lost for Miami. That's a rival for I, you. I, so. I I I have none. You'll probably be wearing again, your Carol. You'll be wearing. Your it'll be right this time. I <laughs> promise you, it, it'll be great. Run it again, Shannon Dawson. Run, run, run the football, Shannon. Come on, exactly. you got it. It's like being the Sith Lord, right? You're talking. You're talking to your apprentice. Like, do it. You do it. You know you want to do it. <laughs> Embrace the dark side. That's, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You'll be. You'll be wearing your sky blue, your Carolina blue down there. I mean, go Tar Heels. Yeah, I mean, baby. I, I might. I might have a random. Uh, you know, random polo. And will I be channeling Willie Parker and Jeff Reed, my former teammates right. who are Tar Heels? Right. Probably. <laughs> probably. I'm sure I'll probably see Jeff Reed. Some down love there, for but, Julius. Uh, is that in? Is that in Chapel Hill? That game. Yeah, it's in Chapel nice, Hill. So nice. this will be my first time going to Chapel Hill. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then I have Browns 49ers on Sunday. So oh, two gosh. teams I've is seen already. Is that in Cleveland or is that out uh, and, up in and, Santa Clara? And, and, uh, in Cleveland. Okay, so, yeah. so at least you're not flying across the country on Saturday after no. doing the broadcast. Yeah. No, I'll just do it Sunday after. Uh, that's right, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, that's so much better. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and the funny thing, because because it's a night game, right, I have to actually – I'm flying morning of to Cleveland and then just going straight to the stadium. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, it's, so that's the Sunday so, night game. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Saturday night Or Saturday game. night Saturday game, night game Sorry, and then it's a yep. Sunday 1 p.m. kick. Oh, yeah. okay, so, okay. Yeah, so so it's going to be fun. So another another night weekend. of three hours of sleep for Max Starks. That's right, baby. Hey, it never stops. It never stops. You but, are, you know, you are I mean, Buddy the Elf. I, I got this. a full 90 minutes last night. <laughs> yeah, full 90 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Where's the maple syrup? It's so delicious. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I think, you know, I think that that's kind of the biggest thing is that, you know, even when you're off, you're still working. I think that's a mantra that, you know, for guys and for coaches, you know, especially with the Steelers, like you have you have to be thinking about your profession, always working on your craft, always. even when you're yeah. off, especially because in season like this journey is is so specific um, and such a finite time for a lot of guys 
you've got to make sure that you're uncovering every stone and you are doing everything possible to make sure that you're doing your 111th and that you're fully charged to do that 111th um, for the team. All right, so Wes, we're going to step aside real fast. We're going to take a break and then we'll come back. We got more inside the locker room here on SNR and ESPN Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, uh, you know, Wes, I, I just have a question Hit that me. I want to pose. Hit me. And... As I as I shuffle the papers very professionally, if you can hear that in the background, <laughs> I know you have many I'm, many leather bound books there in your office. That's right. It smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> Actually, it does not. There's not even a book in. I can't even look anywhere in my office right now and see a book because I'm like redoing my office, and you know there's a slight bit of hollowness in here because I got to wait for a TV to get moved from one wall to the other, okay. so that I can set up my soundproofing and. As skilled as I am, I cannot run electrical by myself. No, uh, that's, from an da- outlet that's dangerous. To create a new one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once we once we get live sparks, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I I'm out the game. Outside of <laughs> replacing like light fixtures, I can replace light. Can you existing. see? That's impressive. I, I can't create new, but I can replace existing. So I, I am okay. good in that department. Yeah, my wife uh, wanted my me uncles. to install one of those security cameras on our front doorbell. You know, and like wired in yeah. and everything to the house. And I was like, babe, I. I, I, I'm calling somebody to do this. Task right. rabbit, task yeah. rabbit. It. Yep, that's exactly yeah, what Angie's I. Angie's list or whatever you know, whatever you use to find uh, somebody that's actually skilled and certified in that I'm area. I'm not messing with electricity, darling. <laughs> no, 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 no. The only, only, only electricity I want to see is is when I turn stuff on, it turns on properly. That's, that, that, that's, that's exactly that's right. A, a switch, a switch or a remote makes me perfectly fine if i need to plug uh, something into the wall i can handle that all right but yeah exactly exactly listen i can even get you an extension cord you know a little search protector that once again has a switch you turn it off and on and the outlet works i'm just you know let's keep it let's keep it simple kiss method right that's right keep, keep it, simple, it stupid. simple stupid uh, uh, yeah but but yeah now i you know the question i wanted to pose is you know if we're thinking about this what would be the biggest, the bi- uh, you know, I won't even say biggest because that means, that means it's the end and the most. Uh, bigger person to return for the team. I'm going to give you the list of guys who are obviously injured right now. Deontay Johnson. Cam Hayward. Dan Moore. Ooh. There you go. I mean, that, I think that's the question. Like, Friar Muth as well, too, in there, maybe? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Pat. Yeah, yeah. Forgot, forgot about Pat. But Pat's, Pat didn't get, like, IR or anything. He true, just, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah. So, Pat, yeah, getting Friar Muth back, that, that's a good fourth one. I forgot about that one. Um, I yeah, think where, the, where, where, where do you stand? The bigger the bigger of the four. So, the, the, the two that I would immediately push to the forefront are Deontay Johnson and Cam Hayward. Um, man, I, 
You know, Max, I think I'm going to lead towards Deontay. Uh, I could certainly make a case for Cam, and we know this defense has really shown some sparks. They've had just incredible performances and moments this Ooh, season. Forgot DeMarvin Leal. Oh, DeMarvin Leal as well, too. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we have this many names to name it's is not great. Still sad. Yeah, this yeah. early, five <laughs> games into the season, right? Not great. Yeah. Um, the defense, while they have, I mean, Herculean-type effort against the Browns, uh, same thing for the most part, you know, after the first quarter uh, against Baltimore. They have, though, had right times struggling against that run game, and Cam would be huge in that regard. But I'm going to go Deontay Johnson because the defense has still shown that they're capable of doing enough to win games for this team. I mean, they scored two touchdowns against the Browns for crying out loud. Uh, I think Deontay would be huge for the offense. I think Deontay would be huge for Kenny Pickett as well, too. Um, he is just – he's a different cat than what they have. And so is Cam Hayward in terms of that defensive line, without a doubt. Um, but Deontay is just such a cerebral route runner. He is, I think, a very nice whoopee to have for any quarterback, but especially one who's still, you know, less than 20 starts in the NFL, still kind of trying to cut his teeth and, and really figure everything out at this level. Uh, Calvin Austin has done well. Allen Robinson has done well. We all know what George Pickens is. But Deontay Johnson, again, his, just the cut of his jib is a little different than all those other guys. He is He's such a good route runner. He creates separation like nobody else on that roster. When you combine that with you know, the struggles that the offense has had for, you know, over the course of 60 minutes, right? I mean, scoring 15 points this past Sunday against Baltimore, uh, enough to get it done but you're going to need more at some point. I think we all know at some point the offense is going to have to score 28, 31 points, something like that, to win the Steelers a game. And to do that, I think you need Deontay Johnson back. So while I could easily make an argument for Cam Hayward and I'm still tempted to go there, uh, I'll go with number 18. Yeah, no, I think think, um, when you look at it on a team so full of youth, um, you know, in, in the leadership department, I, I think when you look at Deontay, you, you say, okay, there's so many variables for a team still trying to figure out its identity on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and, and, you, and you need that, quote-unquote, that, that, that veteran leadership in the huddle. And like you said, Deontay's cut from a different cloth, and what he provides is something that's just a lot different. Yeah. Um, versus what we have, and 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 I think I think for the obvious intangibles, Deontay would be a choice that you know, looking at after the bye week. I mean, he he feels that way because uh, he was asked that <laughs> this <laughs> right, week, right? Um, and he was like, "Heck yeah!" You know what I'm saying? I'm coming back. He I've been said, "H H E double hockey sticks, yeah, brother." Yeah, exactly. Look at you. look look at look at you going back to '90s phrasing there. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. Circle, circle, dot, dot, no. Um, but, but, you know, he's just talking about how great he feels. He feels a hundred percent. So that would be an added, added, added piece of luggage to carry with you over to the, uh, to the West coast. Uh, I'm, you know, but I'm going to argue cam just because, you know, in the, in those gotta have it moments, you know, like I know TJ is TJ and mm-hmm. Alex Alex is is becoming that guy as well that you have a one-two punch over there from the leadership side. But it's just something about when you see 97 out there lined up in, in a three-point stance. Yes. It strikes fear in the heart of guards and tackles alike. Like, they're like, oh, my God. Like, what have we done? And 
it's like, do you want to, you know, like the tackle looks at the guard, like, do you want to switch? Cause I know what's going to happen. And I don't, I don't feel like having Cam Hayward treat me like a finishing move in Mortal Kombat, you know, Kano, where he rips finish, the heart out of your chest. Him. <laughs> finish him. Flawless victory. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Cam Hayward's long arm stab is by far one of the, probably, probably the most dominating like moves that you could have. It's like, I'm just, you know, I'm so strong. I only need one arm to push you backwards. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like how, <laughs> and, and I remember when he was trying to develop, you know, as, as a, as a young player, like, What's my move going to be? Because Cam, Cam would just put the head on you. You know what I'm saying? He put the noggin on you. No doubt. And <laughs> it was like, it was like, holy crap. I mean, it was like baby Huey, um, you know, with the strength. And so you're sitting there and now you see how he's developed and has become one of the more, the most dominating, you know, D tackles, yeah. not named Aaron Donald in the league as far as how he presents and how he challenges guys. And to be doing it, you know, at this point in his career still, um, you know, it is just fascinating. But he is he's an unequivocal leader, you know, of this team. He is he is the guy when you look at the team and you say Steelers, it's like Cam Hayward. Like yep. he's the first name that really pops up. Hundred percent. And then and then, you know, TJ is TJ, right? And so having a Cam back out there, I think kind of solidifies things, especially when we're touting the depth that we had on this defensive line in the beginning of the season, and it's been tested. Um you know, very much so. But we haven't had to go to the well. We haven't had to go to the free agency well. We haven't go, had to go to the trade department and, and tell Omar, hey, Omar, need you need you to pull another magic trick. We need to get another D lineman Where's in here. Where's the con we artist ha- when you need him? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Come on, con. <laughs> you know, or or being like, you know, uh, uh, William Shatner, you know, in the Star Trek movies. Con! <laughs> um but you know, I think I think both of them. You, I, I don't, I don't feel like we have two differing. I think both of them bring something different that I feel like solidifies the team. So I can't argue. I mean, I love the I love the complementary pieces as well. You know, I want to see Pat back. I would, I you know, I'd love to see Dan back. I'd love to see Demarvin back. But when we're talking about like like. You know, on a chessboard, like, you know, everybody goes for the queen, right? Everybody <laughs> wants the queen back. And if you if you manage to get a pawn across the board and you can get a double queen, now now it's something special, right? Two queens control. And that's what I feel like they are. It's queen one and queen two with Deontay and Cam. Um, you know, now you can go just absolutely roughshod on the rest of the board. And the rest of the opponent, like yeah. you add both of those pieces there because of what they offer. There's such powerful pieces that you have to be able to um, to, to utilize them, and and that's the one I'm going to be excited for. I mean, and Deontay would be the first one back, right? Um, he double hockey sticks, yeah, he is. Yeah, and then and then we still got to wait on Cam. So so yeah, so I mean, both of those pieces are important, but I'm definitely looking forward to having Deontay back because I thought in week one. I was like, okay, you know, I was actually, I'm not going to lie. I was actually like, okay, he's, he's, he's going to break the streak. He's going to break the streak. Most consecutive mm-hmm. uh, receptions without a touchdown. I was just, I was like, we need to reset this streak, right? You know what I'm saying? And now I'm now six weeks into it and I'm like, man, we still have not broken the streak yet. <laughs> so, 
I know for Deontay, he's chomping at the bit because he's like, no, nah, I, I, I need to break this streak. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. I don't, this is not a record that I want, you know, and I don't blame him uh, because he's, he's too talented, too special to not have a touchdown. So looking forward to getting him there. And who better to do it against than the Rams? You know, their secondary is struggling and we'll get all the way into breaking them down next week. But I mean, it's just one of those things. I was, I wanted to ask that question. I mean, as you're thinking about bye week and you're thinking about what can be moving forward, I felt like it was a pertinent question to ask. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to step aside, Wes, uh, pay some bills. And in fact, in the process of <coughs> quote unquote paying bills, <laughs> I feel, I feel like we should, uh, we should we should pay one off, you know. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna do, we're gonna do that here. So just make sure Steelers Nation, gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusive you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. As I'm hiccuping, um, located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or visit us online at shop.steelers.com. Jeez. Okay. I'm going to step aside and get some water. We're inside the locker room. It's, it's, it's Max. It's Euler. <laughs> we'll be back. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All righty, we are back inside the locker room. And, you know, as we wind down hour one, I think it would... It, it, you know, I forgot to ask you this during the break, Wes. So okay. why not just ask it in front of everybody? Yeah, a little our transparency, phone... you know. Yeah, are our phone lines up? I believe so. That's a question. I, I do. Okay, I do believe they are so. Back up in action. We have young. Right, we I, have I, young CJ in the house today. So, uh, so he's uh, he's on. He's manning the phone lines here. All right, there we go, CJ. There we go. What's up, bud? Um, so I'm gonna open up the phone lines uh, for the next hour. Uh, not right now. I'm not gonna call it right now but you can call in and uh we'll start taking we'll start taking questions and here here's what i what i want to pose to steeler nation you know by week thoughts you know what have we seen through five weeks um and what do here here's the thing what do we love about the Steelers right now through five weeks I think that's the question to there, ask. You there you go there you go because I, I I don't want the other ones I don't want the, <laughs> listen and 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 if I if if I have if I have to hear one fire Matt Canada phrase in there you're getting cut off I'm just gonna let you know that in advance we've had uh, enough I, negativity I, this not, week right Max we've had a, some, we, yeah we've there's a lot positive. of negativity outside we got plenty of negativity outside in the world right now okay so <laughs> so here we're trying to bring positivity and bring some good stuff so the question is through the first five weeks of the season what do you love about this Steelers team that's the question call in 412-919-1316 and we will we will have the dump and, and the click button ready. So just know, just know, 
It's a hair trigger today. That's right. Wild Wild West style. That's you right. You know what I'm saying? I am, I am on the – I am uh, Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider, you don't want nada up in this booth. Yeah, exactly. Now, we will, now we will have Wex coming up at the top of the hour. Yep. Um, so, it'll technically be – so, maybe not call him right now and wait. Listen to Jim Wexel, and then after that, the last two segments. Yeah, we'll, about twenty, we'll about twenty-five calls. minutes or so from now, we'll hit the phone lines. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Sounds about right. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you do the math for the show. Um, <laughs> That's always dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Well, l- 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 listen, one of us got to do it, and you're the younger mind, so okay, I'm, fine. I'm, Deal. I'm putting the task up to you. Deal. I, I've, I've now, I've now been, I'm now pseudo the old man, so I've now assumed the wolf, wolfly position. On the on the show ranking of age, so <laughs> well you're gonna need a lot more donut talk to really uh, yeah exactly a little more noggin nation you know a little counter thirty two trap action you know, um, knock on wood which of course means knock on my head right yeah exactly exactly yes <laughs> yes but for radio we had to describe that because nobody could see us uh, <laughs> but you know what? as as we kind of tease and as we kind of get ready for that and ramp it up. Here's my question. I pose it to you first, Wes. Okay. Yeah. What do you love about the Steelers through five weeks of the season right now? And just finding a way, Max. I, I think, listen, yeah, there's a couple teams that we can point to. I mean, really maybe just the Niners at this point that are really everything that they want to be. Maybe the Chiefs as well, too. I mean, they are undefeated since they got Chris Jones back, right? Um, yeah. but even the Eagles who are, who are five and zero, are, are struggling. And it hasn't exactly been a Mona Lisa, the Buffalo bills. Everybody was ready to crown them after that impressive win against the dolphins. And then they went and just got, I thought thoroughly outplayed and manhandled by Jacksonville across the pond there this past weekend, uh, really other than San Francisco. And, and again, maybe Kansas city, especially when you consider their body of work over the last five years, nobody in the NFL likes where they are right now. And that's okay. Yeah. You, you don't want to be – that's the one thing that gives me worry about San Francisco, right, is that it's early October, and can they really play much better than they are right now? I mean, they might be that classic peaking too early thing that we've seen at times in the past. The Steelers are fine in a way. You know, this team last year, with what they've been through five games so far this year, they'd be two and three or one and four, the Steelers would be, if this was last year. I, I truly believe that. Um, they have found ways, whether it be their defense, they have found ways, whether it be some special teams contributions, whether it be a big play with, with Kenny and, and GP at the end of a game. They're 3-2 and two right now, and they're far from where they want to be. They're far from where we all want them to be, but they're 3-2 and two as opposed to 2-3 and three or 1-4. and four. They're not digging themselves a hole. So what I love about this team, Max, is they're keeping their head above water right now, something they didn't do last season. And I hope that translates to, okay, when, you know, Halloween's behind us and we're staring down Thanksgiving and the weather is cold and they start to play their best football at a time where everything is still right in front of them. That's what I love about what we've seen so far. It hasn't been perfect. There's a lot of room to get better. But you know what? They're three and two. They're not just treading water. They've got their head above water currently at first place in the division. If you can have that with still a lot of room to grow, I think that's a good recipe. I don't want them playing their best football in September and October. I want them playing their best football, you know, starting around the holidays. And I think that's all still right in front of them without the hole that they dug themselves in last year. Yeah, no, I mean, it's one of those, and I think I kind of echo the sentiment, but I I use a different word. I say resiliency. Yeah. Um, I I think I love the resiliency of this team in that, you know, they're, they're, they're they're going to punch back. 
And that's the one thing I, I, I've appreciated with them. Um, you know, yes, you're right. San Francisco is the unequivocal best team in the NFL right now. Oh, it's unbelievable. As it stands right now. It's it's not it's not even funny. I mean, they dismantled the Cowboys and nothing brought me more joy um, to watch them just go down. Because, I mean, because every year they're going to win the Super Bowl. And every year this is the best team that Jerry's ever had. And blah, 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 blah. Star, star, star. You know, and it's it's just it's nauseating. To, to listen, I, I get it. I get fandom. I get fandom, but have some realistic expectations. Largely unproven until proven otherwise. Yes, you defeated the state of New York, um, <laughs> you know Dallas, but you know it was like it was like it, it was it was a struggle against the Cardinals. Yeah. It was a struggle against the 49ers. Heck, I mean, who knows? Seattle might even give them give them some hell. The NFC West just. Even as much dirt as you want to bury on them, they they, they find a way to, sn- to to steal a shot on you. They do. Um, they do that. Tra- <clears throat> they do that. Drag you into the mud thing and keep it close and and make you exactly. be buttoned up. Yeah. Exactly. It's the alligator death roll when you come out west. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for for the Cowboys, but 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 I also think that you know for us, like I I think you know we're also the one that like like listen oh oh mud mud that's what you want to do that's what you want to do mm-hmm. all right cool. I do mud really well, <laughs> and, that, and that's what we've shown. I take mud I baths every week, baby. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Pig and slop, baby. Pig and slop. And I think that's kind of where I look at it. And I'm like, you know, Philadelphia, also the other undefeated, yep. along with San Francisco, is just, you know, the the fact that they still know how to win and they know and they pull out wins that makes them a very dangerous team. I completely agree. Completely agree with you on that. I mean, they're 5-0 and and still far from playing their best football, which if they start playing yeah. their best football, look out, right? Yeah, and then it's like Clash of the Titans for those two. Uh, I really hope we know. get an NFC. I know this is completely off top. I really hope we get an NFC championship game rematch between those two because that would be electric. With healthy quarterbacks. With right? healthy quarterbacks, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, what we saw last year, I mean – and and I think that's kind of where we're at. We're like, man, a, a healthy Brock Purdy has not lost, it's right? Crazy. It's insane. <laughs> it really that is so insane. insane to say. It's so insane to say. But like but being, I digress. He's being mentioned yeah. in MVP talk right now. It's just, I mean, yeah. and I'm I not saying. I can go that far. I can't. I can't well, go that far. It's weird because if you just look at his team, you look at his statistics, you look at the fact that he's a quarterback on, you know, the best team in the NFL, that's usually enough to have you in the MVP conversation, right? But. The other side of that is, yeah. I mean, you could easily argue he's not even top five most important players on that roster. It's it's a weird, yeah. ju- it's a weird juxtaposition. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, if, if we're if we're asking who's most valuable to that team, it's Christian McCaffrey. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, CMC allows for everybody else to churn, you know, because he's going to generate a touchdown, he's going to generate points, yardage, time of possession, and guess what that does to directly correlate to that to that menacing swarming defense is that they now get to rest more. Mm-hmm. You know, Fred, and so, Fred Warner plays less snaps. Nick Bosa plays less snaps. Yeah, it's, Greenlaw it's, plays less snaps. I mean, it's, it's uh, an he, incredible formula. It really is. Yeah, no, no, no. They, they, they have it cooking out there right now. Shanahan and Lynch are doing a tremendous job with that roster, especially when you had such a debacle going into the beginning of the season. Remember? Yeah. You're trying to – Trying to offload Jimmy G, you get him to Vegas, and then you're like, ah, what are we gonna do with Trey Lance? Ah, well, that's what's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I mean, ship they, him to they gave up what three? Was it three first round picks for Trey Lance, right? 
Or was it two? Uh, I can't remember if it was no, two or two. three. Okay. It was two. Two firsts. I mean, two still... firsts and some other later round. Yeah, that's pick right. That's to, right. And you move up. You look at uh, what seemingly now is certainly a, a big swing and a miss in that regard. I mean, their roster is still incredible. <laughs> and you made up for it by going and get Mr. Irrelevant. Think about that. Your starting quarterback it's was insane. the last drafted it's guy insane. in the draft. <laughs> It's like, when, it's like it's like when Washington it's like when Washington took RG three and Kirk Cousins in the same draft and everybody was like what are you yeah. doing except for they took Kirk Cousins in the third round not the very last pick in the, in the draft. It was kind of like we got to pick somebody type of pick. You know what I'm saying? Like like the the spot has to get filled type pick. <laughs> and uh, give me the kid from is, Iowa State, I guess. And he and he has been a gem. I mean, and that's the thing. Like I mean, he has the experience on his side. So that was one of the things that. He played in college for, for what seemed like forever. 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 He was at Iowa State for the longest time. I think that anybody would ever want to mention that My they. Goodness, were I think in he Iowa, beat. I think he beat. I think he beat WVU like seven times in his collegiate career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he's like the he was like the Van Wilder of quarterbacks. It's exactly right. Out. You know what I'm saying? Exactly like, right. like you. We thought Kenny was old. It's like, but 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 Brock was like, hold my beer. I've been here longer. <laughs> Hold my tell bush you light secrets. up here in Iowa. Yeah, exactly. My nat- my natty ice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we've fallen off the wheels. Let- let's get back in. We got Wex Wednesday coming up next on the show. So stick right here on SNR with- inside the locker room. And guest this day, even though I'm still lead engineer, uh, Wes and myself in here. We'll be back in a moment. 